I truly believe our homes are the foundation to creating the life that we want. That our home is our laboratory on where we can experiment with ideas on who we want to be. And it is a safe and secure place to test out ideas on, you know, the life that we want to live. And it's such an opportunity and I feel it's a really untapped opportunity. And, you know, we can create spaces that not only make us feel good, but it's an opportunity to then connect with our creativity and in a really powerful way and and make our make our dreams possible, you know, make our creative projects and dreams possible. Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best-selling author focused on an holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. Hello, everyone. I hope that you're all well. I'm looking forward to sharing this episode of Imprint with you because it's kind of been fun to look back on the year that was 2022. It's been quite an eventful year in many regards. It's been overall a good year, though, and um, this is kind of a personal episode. I always enjoy when other people share and reflect on their year. And I hope that you enjoy this one as well. And be sure to let me know because it's going to be a little bit different to some of the other episodes, but I hope that you're going to get as much value out of it as the other ones as well. So basically what I've done is a kind of quick brain dump of some of the biggest lessons that I have learned. They're not in order. They are just as they're fresh to mind. And to be quite honest, they're probably relate to things that have happened more recently than further back because I've got a terrible memory. I did go through my phone as a kind of jog of like the favorites and it was nice to reflect on some of the moments that we've had as a family. We went to Tasmania and uh, we had a beautiful trip in Yamba not so long ago. Um, You know, we've been working on a renovation and we've had all sorts of things happen over this past year. Some of you will know and remember if you've been listening to the podcast for a little while that our region had um, intense flooding, devastating floods earlier this year. Lives were lost. It was, a, you know, an awful way to start the year. We actually had almost like nonstop rain from about November the year before to um, about March. And um, it was maybe even longer because I'm trying to think when the second flood was, but we actually had two floods within a month that were both really, you know, horrific. Um, So the year sort of was very intense emotionally in terms of how it started and to have that on the back of, you know, COVID and and we actually had our children have COVID at the start of the year. We had COVID during the year, but I'm not going to focus on those things. Instead, I want to focus on, um, you know, some of the things that I've learned that I hope that, you know, will be helpful for you in some way. So One of the more recent, and I've got 10. So I'm going to share number one, which is I need to invest in myself, my business, and my dreams more. So as I said, 
I'm kind of starting with some things that are slightly more fresh of mind. And I have done a a bunch of courses over the years. I haven't done loads, but I have done a few. And my first one that I invested in was probably about um it was probably about two years ago. And that was valuable. But I've always had this, which is terrible as somebody who actually creates courses for other people. But I tend to sometimes I tend to think, you know, I can work it out myself. Even I think this, you know, which is just ridiculous. But every time I've invested in myself, the growth, both personally and professionally, has been exponential. And so for me, taking courses and coaching, I've really seen my return on investment over and over again. And I was just saying to my husband over lunch that. I took a, a business course recently and it just keeps on paying off in ways I didn't even expect. And I said to him, I wish that I'd done it sooner. And I'm just taking that as a valuable reminder to invest more in myself. And, you know, that is my hope that if you take one of my courses, that you have that experience that it is something, and I know that I have students saying this to me all the time, you know, that they go back over the notes and they sort of, you know, you've got to keep connecting and refreshing with the material. I mean, obviously there are some lessons that really stick with you and they're sort of more general ideas and philosophies, but, you know, it's still worthwhile and helpful. And this is what I do is, you know, sometimes I can't always do everything all at once. And I would do certain sections at certain times of other people's courses, but you know, it is something that you can kind of keep going back to over and over again. And that's why I love giving lifetime access to the course. Um, I've done, I did one course and it was like, I got lifetime access to that version of the course. And I sort of felt that that was a little bit mean, actually. Um, you know, I like that, you know, when you do my courses, you get always get all the bonuses and the updates that kind of come along with the course. So, um, you know, I always think though, that when you invest in yourself. And I've, I've done that with coaching as well. Um, it has just really helped me make some important, um, mindset shifts and it's been really valuable. And honestly, with every single one of them, I've thought, I wish I did this sooner. Why did I wait so long to try and work this out myself? And, you know, because the thing is that there is so much information on the internet. And of course you can go and get stuff for free. But what happens is you end up hobbling things together and you don't actually get like this clear system and this clear process and this clear process of people who are ahead of you. And that's the key thing as well, because, you know, people can kind of regurgitate stuff on the internet. And there's, I mean, sometimes when I'm trying to find information, I can just see that it's like, it's almost like a bot has like just reworked the same content over and over and over again. Um, and you know, you can see that this is not coming from somebody who's got a wealth of experience or has created their own system or their own process. And it's just coming from someone who's kind of like, like scouring the internet and just putting like hacking a list together. And, you know, when you take, um, a course or you invest in yourself from someone who is ahead of you, and really has like a proven process, it, it really just, like I said, the return on investment is just, it's just 
exponential because it just keeps giving back to you. The second lesson that I learned this year is that it's important to take a break every 90 days. Now, I've got a confession. I'm really bad at planning holidays in advance and I'm good at doing planning in relation to my business. But, and you know, I could excuse myself and say, well, it's because of COVID. And I do also think that part of the reason is that in the past, prior to sort of this whole COVID period, um, I would travel quite a bit with work. So I didn't, I kind of got my travel fix through work, but it's actually important to have like a break, you know, not just be traveling for work, but to sort of have that downtime every 90 days. And as a family, we often go to uh, Tasmania because we've got family in Tasmania. My um, mother-in-law and my husband's family, a lot of them live there. So, which is always great to go there and like we really switch off and I love that. Um, but, you know, when I work, I, I, you know, I work hard, I really focus on when I work, but then when it's time to switch off and I'm good at this on the weekends, like I completely switch off, but I need to integrate this more into my sort of routine. And, um, you know, we recently we had two days in Yamba and it was so good and it was so needed to just really switch off and connect as a family. And, and when I say that, I mean, like I said, we have these really simple, easy weekends, but often also what ends up happening is that on a weekend as a family, you know, we will be doing gardening or like, you know, we're making morning tea and afternoon tea and, or lunch. And, you know, there's the cleaning up and the, you know, all the chores and I'm looking at all the things that need to be done and the deck needs to be cleaned or whatever it is. And all of these things, whereas when you actually remove, and so it's not just taking a break every 90 days in terms of I should clarify this. It's not just, you know, like not working. It's actually changing your environment. So it's important to take a break and change your environment every 90 days. I'm going to type that in <laughs> because it's important. Um, it, it, it's to kind of get that change of scene because when you do, it's like a real reset. You kind of get out of your regular habits and routines and it gives you a fresh perspective. And like I said, for us, when we went and had, you know, it was just two nights in Yamba and it just, we, we had so much fun. We were riding bikes into town and doing things that we don't normally do and just having fun, you know, as a family and, and playing. Um, they had like a, I can't remember what it was called. It wasn't Pictionary, but it was like a charades kind of game. And we were doing that and we were having so much fun and it doesn't have to be complicated, but just to have that change of environment every 90 days is really important. So that's definitely something I'm going to be scheduling for 2023. So the third, um, third big lesson that I learned this year is that a clear vision makes decision making easier. Now I know this and I've spoken about this a lot in the past, but I had a real aha moment when the builder of the renovation project that we've been working on for Imprint House this year, he said, said to my husband that I was really good at making decisions. And I've had many, many friends and obviously clients as well contact me because they're struggling with a decision. And it really reinforced for me how important it is to have clarity with what you're trying to create because even if obstacles come in the way it makes you realize 
and it becomes easier to pivot on that decision-making process. So you just know what's most important and what you're trying to achieve and what is going to get you the result that you need. And even if you have to sort of change something because of a structural reason or whatever, you're still able to move forward because you're kind of not getting caught up on the indecision when you don't have clarity. Like when you don't have that clarity, that's when you start to go around and around in circles. So I really kind of relearned that lesson. And some of the lessons that I'm going to share, they are ones that I've relearned, which actually takes me to number four, which is almost like that too. Because number four was that I learned that I still love styling people's homes. Now that might sound like a funny thing to say as a stylist, <laughs> but obviously over the years, you know, I've worked, I've been working on books and I do, um, I do, you know, consults, interior design, um, you know, I've got my shop imprint house and I realized because this year I've been doing photo shoots for the imprint house journal and we sort of feature these home tours. And I realized that I always seem to find a way back to styling. So the first, you know, my first experience of styling was for magazines. But then when that, you know, when I moved out of magazines, then I created an editorial content agency with photographer Chris Warns, which was called Warns and Walton. And we had our homes featured all around the world. We had an agent in Italy who would place our, you know, features in publications across the globe. And um, I love that so much. And then, but that kind of have, had to evolve as Instagram started to change things and the world of magazines started to change. And so then I moved more into styling for books and I have loved that process. I mean, I've created four books now and, you know, it's like that created a way for me to continue on my styling journey. Uh, journey. And I'm sure there will be more books. I haven't locked any anything as yet. I'm sure there will be more in the pipeline. But for now, I'm enjoying styling the homes for the Imprint House Journal. And I, like I said, I just had this realization that I still keep coming back to it. And so I guess for you, it might be helpful to think, you know, what is it that you keep coming back to? What is it that you keep circling back to in some way? You know, what is like something that's a thread in your life that you just some, you know, when you reflect on it, you notice that you keep gravitating towards that thing. Because I think that, you know, when you, you become aware of that, that's where your joy is. You know, that saying of like, follow your bliss. Like I enjoy styling spaces. I just enjoy it. Like I love the transformation that's possible with it. And like I said, it's just, um, it's a process that I've learned, that I've developed, that I'm confident with, and I just, it's playful and it's enjoyable and I love everything about it. And it's just, like I said, I just had this moment of realization, huh, that's just interesting. Like, even though the medium changes and, you know, I've done it for magazines and for brands and for books and, you know, now for this online journal, but I just, it, I still keep coming back to it. The fifth lesson that I learned relates to, I love helping other people connect with their homes. This was a lesson that I learned recently when someone asked me, she said, what's the big problem that you want to solve? And 
you know, this was, I was thinking about this in relation to, you know, the content that I create. And because obviously I've got the podcast, I've got my notebook, my online notebook, and, you know, how I show up on Instagram and, and all of those things. And so if you're, you know, sharing content in some way, then, you know, or you've got a business, um, even if it's, you know, you've got an interior design business or a, um, a styling service or whatever it is, like, what is the big problem that you want to solve for other people? And for me, this is what everything comes back to. And that it is the home. I truly believe our homes are the foundation to creating the life that we want. That our home is our laboratory on where we can experiment with ideas on who we want to be. And it is a safe and secure place to test out ideas on, you know, the life that we want to live. And it's such an opportunity. And I feel it's a really untapped opportunity. And you know, we can create spaces that not only make us feel good, but it's an opportunity to then connect with our creativity and in a really powerful way and and make our make our dreams possible, you know, make our creative projects and dreams possible. And I want to help share this idea with people because, you know, I've personally experienced so much value from it. You know, my home has helped transform my connecting with my home has helped me literally transform my life and create a life that I didn't even think was possible. And that's what I'm excited about sharing with you. And I hope that you, you know, this idea resonates with you. I mean, if it does, then please let me know, like, let me know in the, you know, write a comment in the review section, because, you know, I really see that as something that is, you know, a huge kind of foundation and underlying driving force to what you know what motivates me you know like it in the the kind of the long run like what I want my imprint to be so my sixth lesson that I had learned this year that launching two books in one year was a little crazy and <laughs> it was partly due to circumstances it's just kind of the way that it worked out, but I'm definitely not going to do that again. Now, just to give you a little bit of a backstory, um, my book style got delayed many times because of all the lockdowns that were happening in Sydney, in Melbourne, even in Byron Bay. And so the, um, the launch date on that got pushed back. And um, the launch date on my book, um, Home by the Sea, got brought forward to, um, you know, basically to capitalize, hopefully, on the, um, you know, the period that's like the busiest tourist season in Byron Bay, which is over the summer season. And, you know, wanting to get that book out there by then before Christmas, but also, you know, because it does feature homes in this region, hoping to you know, make the most of that sort of busy season. So it was a very strategic decision to do that. But um, I think, you know, it was perhaps also a decision that if I was to do it again, I might do it slightly differently and make slightly different decisions. But, you know, that's that's all part of the learning process. I don't regret either of them. I love both of them. I feel like they're very, very different books and they each, you know, offer a unique point of view and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, 
and, you know, hopefully lots of inspiration and value. But um, I, I think that what compounded that is something else I'm going to talk about in a moment was that then I had a renovation to do in amongst that. So it was launching two books and doing a major renovation as well as all the other things that I do just push me a little bit beyond my limit at times. So the seventh lesson that I learned is that mindset matters. I have really spent a lot of time this year focusing on managing my mind and my mindset and um, sort of really trying to overcome perfectionism in some areas of my life that I didn't even realize were around. It kind of reared its ugly head in some other areas of on my life. And I'm working on this, but you know, I think that the first step is awareness and then also to be, you know, kind to yourself. And, you know, that's, you know, that's one element of this, this mindset mattering important like that makes sense you know this uh, mindset matters um point but there's also another point to it which is that i have been learning about how to really understand the way that the brain works and i know have i've spoken about this in some of the the episodes but really so many of the hurdles that many of you face in relation to styling or renovating or decluttering your spaces, a lot of it actually comes down to your mindset. And it comes down to the way you think about the problems that you're facing. And, you know, so often people, you know, talk about, you know, they struggle with their confidence or making decisions. And, you know, I've simplified that process as much as possible within my courses. But the other key component, which I've been adding into my courses to really help you go to that next level, is really helping you manage your mind as well and sharing the lessons that I've learned in relation to that. Because that is how you're going to overcome things like, you know, if it comes to decluttering and letting go of things and the guilt and all of those things. Um, it comes down to the way you think about things and having a better understanding of the way that your brain works and how you need to make decisions ahead of time and that how you need to honor those decisions. You know, that is the key to everything. And when you work that out, you can apply that to anything. And so I've been working on this personally, but also as well as professionally, but, um, as I said, I've been adding this to my courses because, you know, I want you to get the results. Like I want you to have a transformational experience within my courses that, you know, when you do them, you really make the progress that you want and you don't just learn the tools, but you learn, you know, the mindset tools to make, help you get there as well. It's really, really important. The eighth lesson that I have learned is that everything is evolution. And it sort of goes a little bit with this point that I was just speaking about, which is, I mean, I've always loved learning. Learning has always been part of my life. I'm a lifelong learner and I always will be. Um, and some things have a distinct end point, such as a renovation. You know, you get to the end of a renovation and you've got this definite thing that 
I renovated the house, you know, you did this thing. And it's like a start and an end date. And of course, you know, some people joke, well, we didn't quite finish this and we didn't quite finish that. But essentially, you, you do still have something that's in more or less, you know, it's finished. But with so many other things, it really is a continual process. And this comes, relates to simplifying, you know, and then de decluttering your spaces and organizing them. It relates to styling and creating a home. You know, it is a process that you need to always be learning and constantly engaging with the process. And sure, of course, you can get to a stage where you can feel more confident because I certainly feel confident styling. But that's not to say that it's a set and forget kind of skill. You know, I still need to engage with the process because if I was to just stop styling and, you know, never engage with it within my own home, well, I would start to get rusty. You know, I would start to lose that confidence. So you need to engage with the process. Now, it's not to say that this is hard work. I mean, it's actually really enjoyable. You know, as I said earlier, I mean, I really enjoy the process of styling spaces, you know, rethinking them and reshaping them and resetting them and, you know, making my spaces enjoyable to be. Now, there's the kind of the daily reset and then there can be seasonal resetting and restyling and, you know, different elements that you can do. But it's it's a process that you need to engage with. And when you do, then you need to also evolve alongside it. You know, it's a continual learning process. And like I said, it's just a process that you need to engage with. So I have gone through many, you know, like I, I went through this big process of decluttering and really editing our collections before we moved from the city to the country. Like that was one big one. Like that was probably the biggest one. But then every time we've moved, I've done that. And then I do seasonal sessions of decluttering our spaces because you need to, you know, constantly be engaging with the process if you want to see the results. You can't just do it once and think that that's it. Now, there's definitely a way that you can integrate it more into your life so it becomes easier. There's definitely strategies. And this is something that I teach in the decluttering masterclass that, you know, this idea of, you need to be a guardian of your home about what you allow into your home. And I sort of share some strategies of how you can do that. But I just want, you know, for you from this lesson to sort of think about, you know, always embracing the idea of evolving. You know, that's what we are as humans. Like we need to evolve and our homes evolve and we, you know, and so that's why we need to evolve alongside our homes. I mean, our homes are not static spaces, so we need to change and adapt with them. I mean, that's often one of the things that triggers me changing up my spaces or decluttering them. I mean, I recently actually had a session with my youngest son because, um, you know, we, we actually, I mean, he gets this, he loves cardboard boxes and making things out of them. And anyway, it was starting to get out of control. So we had a big session. And we were going through and he was actually much better at letting go of things than, than I was, um, which I'm actually stealing from another point. But the point being that, you know, as our children change, change as we change and our interests change, our homes will change too, how we live and how we interact with each other. You know, as children get older and their spaces need to change and you need to adapt, you know, so you constantly have to engage with the process of, you know, with your home and evolve alongside it too. 
So the ninth lesson is that children will amaze you in all sorts of ways. And I've shared before, you know, one of my my big values in relation to being a parent and a mother is to giving my children freedom. And what I mean about that is now we've got very clear boundaries about certain things, but within those boundaries, they've got freedom. And um, so, you know, to give you an example, like a kind of a practical version of this. So we live on two acres. So our children have complete freedom within this two acres, but they are not allowed to leave the boundary without asking permission. You know, so that's like a clear boundary. But there are other kind of boundaries within our house. Like a like a simple one is um like, you know, we have boundaries about the types of food that we eat and when we eat and how we eat. So we always eat together as a family. You know, we eat at meal times. We don't snack. Like I don't allow my children to just go and snack all the time. Like, which it's funny when I go to other people's homes styling them, I see how other kids are. And it's always really eye-opening when I just see kids snacking all day. And I think, oh wow, like we don't do that because I'm just so used to us just living the, our life the way that we do. So it's always interesting to get an insight into how other people live. But um anyway, I wanted to share about how children can amaze us in all sorts of ways. And this is by no means to put myself up on a pedestal, but you know, we've just been really intentional about how we parent in terms of um, you know, what we value and setting our sort of um, you know, like we've got I mean, I once read about creating a mission statement for as a family and we've created something similar to this. And I, I do sort of share some of these ideas in the decluttering masterclass. And one is like how to get your family on board because when it comes to sort of decluttering your spaces, because there are so many times, you know, people sort of say, oh, but my children or my husband or whatever. But I find that um, our children have really risen to the challenge of, you know, this in their life and, and just life in general. You know, when it came to the floods, they were donating their toys and their clothes and the girls had actually spent like weeks and weeks and weeks like buying fabric and um, making skirts to sell at the markets. They really wanted to do that. And they actually gave all of them away to people who had been the flood victims. During COVID, when Daniel and I got sick, um, we isolated ourselves because we didn't want them to get COVID a second time. And they really looked after us, like they made us dinner every night because we didn't want to go into the kitchen. And um, and they looked after each other. And I was just amazed at how they were able to rise to the occasion. And, you know, with birthdays, like the older ones, they really don't ask for anything. Um, and we've been giving them experiences over things and, you know, and I just love that they've really embraced this idea and they don't feel deprived at all. Like they just, you know, they're really content. They don't need it for um, like an instant gratification or approval of some sort. So yeah, it's just really beautiful to see. And um, in this past year, like my 11 year old daughter, like she's really been taking responsibility with her bedroom and she like makes her bed every day and styles it beautifully, like with the throw and she turns back the quilt and it's just really lovely to see. And, you know, it makes me happy to see her taking care of her space. And as I was touching on, you know, my youngest son, he was able to let go of things better than me. Like we'd got these beautiful, we're very careful when we go places not to take things, but he, at the time when we we're in Tasmania, they had these beautiful, amazing, really, really big shelves. And um, I said, okay, well, you can take one. 
And, um, you know, he had like a whole handful and went, okay, you can take one. And because it's only six. And so he did. And then we were having this tidy up and he said, I don't need this anymore. And I was thinking, oh, but that's the one shell that we got from Tasmanian. So I was in some ways struggling more than him. But, you know, I'm amazed by the capacity of children to, to you know, evolve and, and to really be good at letting go and to live in the present. And there is so much that we can learn from them. So I did, you know, it was another beautiful reminder of that as well. And finally, um, number 10 is one that I've shared before, but it is less but better. And this is a lesson that I keep coming back to. And one of the ways that I've come back to this, it was in the relation to the renovation that we were doing of our headquarters space, our showroom and concept store for Imprint House. And, and really, you know, again, like, you know, as they say, Harry Hindsight is a very wise man. Like, you know, the benefit of hindsight was that when the builder suddenly became available because we thought, you know, no builders are available. And then one suddenly did become available. We had to take that opportunity. I should have then made a decision to take something else off my plate. And I didn't. And I really pushed myself much too hard and too far. And, you know, I stretched myself way too thin. So um, just doing too many things and then having to work silly hours again, which, you know, I, I really, in general, I don't do that. So it was kind of one of those reminders of less but better that, you know, when you add something to your plate, you need to take something else off your plate. So I hope that this has been um, insightful or interesting or valuable in some way to, for me to share some of the big lessons that I've learned this year. And, um, I'm getting a knock at the door because I am in my daughter's bedroom recording this. <laughs> so there you go. As I said, children will amaze you in all sorts of ways. Um, I look forward to connecting with you in the coming year. I'm looking forward to a much needed time off break. And I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. I love reading all of your reviews. And if you could leave me one, then that would be the best Christmas present um, and the best way to finish up what has been a wonderful year. So thank you so much for your support and listening to Imprint Podcast. And I look forward to connecting with you again in 2023. See you then. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, nataliewalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton, and you've been listening to Imprint.